You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Let's start on the last Mishnah in the Tractate of Terumot. And it's interesting that if we just go back to check the map of the Tractate as a whole, we can see that it proceeds in logical fashion. That it begins with who can give truma and what kinds of food they can give. It then progresses through questions of quantities, you know, how much do we give? It goes into accidents. What happens if truma gets mixed up with other food? If we're cooking with it, if we're pickling with it, we go through all these kinds of accidents. And in fact, how you recover from accidents. We dealt with some boundary cases and some closing cases. What you do with leftover truma, how you clean out your storehouse. And now we're going to deal with destroying trauma, with burning trauma. The last Mishnah of the Masachet deals with getting rid of trauma by burning it. And we're going to need the concept of Shemen Serefa, burnt oil. We discussed this concept a little bit in the Mishnah of Shavit. We learned that you could not export burnt oil to Syria. It came up in the context of all the geographical, we had a number of geographical discussions in the Mishnah of Shavit, and the concept of burnt oil and whether you could um, export it came up then. But we haven't seen it yet in the Mishnah of Shavit. What we have learned, however, is that Turumah is only permissible to priests. It can only be enjoyed by a priest, and it can only be enjoyed, really, by eating or by drinking or perhaps by anointing. You know, we learned these things at a very early stage in the Masechet. So if we have oil, which can really only be drunk or eaten by the priest, if it becomes tameh, if it becomes impure, what can the priest do with it? Well, it's a big problem. We can't give the truma oil away to someone who's not a priest because truma is only for priests. But the priest, the Kohen, can't eat the truma oil because it's Tameh. So we're in a we're an impossible situation. And the only thing we can do with that oil is to burn it. And the Mishnah calls it Shemen Serefa. It actually it comes up um, a number of times in the Mishnah. It comes up in um, the second chapter of Shabbat in Bame Madlikin. The second Mishnah in Bamir Madlikin says that we don't light the Shabbat light with Shemen Srefa. So why wouldn't we light the Shabbat light with Shemen Srefa? Well, because the oil is not only forbidden to non-priests, but the enjoyment of the oil is forbidden to non-priests. So we can't get benefit from Truah if we're not a priest. So while we are going to destroy the oil by burning it, we're going to do it in a very particular way. Now, clearly, the Kohen can burn it. It's his oil. So the Mishnah will not even tell us. The Mishnah will not even bother to tell us that the Kohen can burn his own or his. Yeah, it's always a he, right? The Mishnah will not even bother to tell us that the Kohen can always burn his own oil. But the Mishnah is interested in who else can burn the oil. Who else can burn Shemen Serefa? Who can benefit from it? And as we look at the, this Mishnah, we're going to see that we are transitioning 
from halachot which are based entirely around the temple to halachot which touch on mitzvot bein adam la adam mitzvot between man and man rather than between man and god and into mitzvot which touch the whole of the community maybe even here we are entering the we're crossing the boundary from mitzvot related to the temple to mitzvot of the rabbis let's have a look at the text madlikin shemen streifa bevatei you can see here we're in the, the world of the rabbis. Suddenly, we've been in the world of the Beit Mikdash for all of these 11 chapters. And now suddenly, we're in the world of the rabbis. We're in the world after the destruction of the temple. Matlikin shem and One may light trimmer oil that has to be burnt. That's shem and We can light it in in synagogues. Uvavate midrashot, in houses of study. Uva Movaot in dark alleys. Yeah, we're in a city where people are, are getting stuck at night and for sick people with the permission of the Kohen. And the Gemara comments later on. I brought the Gemara at the end of the source sheet. The Gemara quotes the Mishnah and then Shimon Bar Ab in the name of Rabbi Yochanan says, and near the sick with the permission of the Kohen. That means this is Shimon Bar Abba. It, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara. That means the earlier parts of the Mishnah, even without the permission of a Kohen. And Rabbi Chia adds at the end, Bikur cholim ein lo There's no limit on sickbed visits. As if to say, we're back in the world of mitzvot bein adam la adam. We're back in the world of mitzvot between one individual and then the other. And we light with burnt oil, with shemen sreifah for sick people with the permission of the Kohen. Maybe that's in order to facilitate visits to the sick person after dark with the permission of the Kohen. But there's no limit on visits for the sick, as if to say there's no possibility that the Kohen would refuse. Having based us in this new world, in the world of the rabbis, rather than the world of the Beit Midash. The Mishnah then goes back to the Beit Midash and, and, and looks at various boundary cases related to Kohanim. So we've got Bat Yisrael, the daughter of an Israelite, who's married to a Kohen. She goes to her father's house. Aviha Madlik Birushuta, her father lights with permission. This means lights Shemen Sreifah. We, we can light it in a house of celebration. So after a wedding, for example, maybe to light up the celebrations after a wedding, we'd use Shemen Sreifa, but not in, a court, not in a house of mourning, according to Rabbi Yehuda. The um, Yerushalmi, the Talmud, explains that we're worried about people misusing this oil. And apparently in a, well, we can, this is not surprising, in a, at a wedding, People have got all their best clothes on. So they're not going to pick up and move this oil or, or drink it or eat it or, or do anything with it that, other than burning it. And Rabbi Yossi says the opposite in a house of mourning, but not in a house of celebration. He thinks, Rabbi Yossi thinks that in a house of celebration, people are going to get really excited and do stuff that they shouldn't do. Whereas in a house of mourning, they're very serious. They're measured. We don't have to worry about misuse. So they, Rabbi, Rabbi, um, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi 
reach opposite conclusions, but for their own, you know, perfectly good reasons. Rabbi Meir forbids in both places. But Rabbi Shimon permits it in both places. And the halacha goes according to Rabbi Shimon. Uh, uh, we, you know, we can all speculate, we can all discuss as to why why the Mishnah chooses to end at this point. But I might suspect, and again, I'm going back to the beginning of the Mishnah, that this is almost the, that this is the, the victory of rabbinic halakha over the halakha of the, of the Beit Midash. That finally, finally, the halakha is lenient on how we use Shemen Srefa. We can light it, we can use it either in the house, either in the wedding house or in the house of mourning. And as the um, as the people of Israel, you know, move from the uh, from the temple to wider society, from the temple to the Beit Knesset to the Beit Midrash, we we need to be we need to be more lenient in how we use these temple offerings, how the, these sort of temple-related goods. So maybe it's not surprising that the Mishnah chooses to close on this leniency, on breaking down the boundary around um, around holy things. That's the last Mishnah in Nasechet Trumot, and we have just about enough time just to say the Hadran. We say the Hadran after every Masechet. We will return to you, Tractate Terumot. Yeah, this is might be um, uh, adieu, but it's not farewell. We will return to you, Hadran Alach, Masechet Terumot. And you will return to us, the Hadrach Alam. Da'atan Alach Masechet Terumot. Our mind is on you, Masechet Terumot, and your mind is on us, Da'atach Alam. Lo lit nit. Lo nit minach masachet trumot. We will not forget you, masachet trumot. Velo tit nashay minan. You will not forget us. Lo ba'alma hadain. Velo ba'alma da'asi. Not in this world and not in the next world. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.